Late Night Conversations. Late Night Conversations. Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. This part of the program is not suitable for listeners under the age of 18. So please protect our little ones as we are going to be speaking things of a, sec- a sexual and sensitive nature on the Closet Conversations. My name is Patricia Antuli and you know we as the A-team like to get steamy and saucy after 11. Make sure you are interacting with us. Let's, l- let me know. I want to know what those fantasies are. Do you like a dirty baby or perhaps you're an innocent chia like myself? with the halo above your head but ah you know how to rip it down when you're in bed well I don't want to talk much because I'm not the expert, right? But if you are an expert practitioner, please do call me on uh, 011-714-4045. You can stay anonymous or you can call me on 0891104207. Those WhatsApps, you can send them to 0614-104107 or SMS 41391. Warm welcome to my partner in all things steamy and hot, Dr. Baba Lwafun who is also known as Antu, and she is uh, the CEO and founder of Western Breeze and one of the owners of Afro Love Expo. Hello, my darling. Oh, hello, my dear goddess. How are you, man? Goddess, <laughs> I am oozing, oozing, oozing. Not because we are having those orgasms a day, by the way, just because my mind is in the right place. After that uh, Marvin Gaye song, Ah, Girl. <laughs> Oh no, man! This is one of the most beautiful moments of my life, where I get to interact here with your listeners, and it definitely brightens my life up when we're building those relationships. Because at the end of the day, it's one of the reasons why we came as human beings to relate to each other. Oh yes, and uh, do you say what is the show without you reminding us that an orgasm a day keeps the doctor away? Oh, Please, if you haven't said that line, you haven't started with me. I have, I have not done anything nah. because that, that's what it's about. I mean, we are here to experience happiness. Yes, life is filled with everything because we need to grow. And you don't want to have a, a life that is fitness. But it's a happiness that doesn't come naturally on its own. It's one that you need to put in a lot of resources towards also. Because even if you are able to think yourself into, into an orgasm, you would have put in some energy into the thinking and you'd have gotten that orgasm. And pets. There are times when that orgasm does not have to come from the next person. In fact, research from the next person, but it happens together with somebody else in your midst. So it is your responsibility to always make sure that you get those orgasms, whether you are on, on your own or with somebody, and whether the person is next to you or just in your mind. It mm, sounds very exciting. We are talking orgasmic times. Please, A-team, I love hearing from you. We are talking today about the oohs and the ahs. You've just met this beautiful bear of yours and you guys are having a great time. But there are some questions you need to ask your partner from the dirty to the flirty to the thirsty 
and the thrilling and anything and everything in between before you even jump into the sack with them. I think sex is one of those topics that we don't really talk about. So if you have started having that conversation with a new partner or you're trying to spice things up with an existing partner, let us know. Let Dr. Babalofunda Kaposa know how you are getting this done because I mean, sometimes I just get lost for words. The number to dial is 0891104207 or WhatsApp 0614104107. Doctor? You could not have said it very well. I like how you have uh, introduced the topic to say. It's questions you can start asking with a new partner or a new babe, somebody that you're just crushing on as a way of trying to find out who they are and how they think. And it is also a place or a space where you can play, even if you have been in a relationship for a very long time. Remember, Pat, transformation and evolution is a permanent part of life. What I might have liked last year, I might not like today. Or I might have changed to things that I did not like last year to start liking today. So how do you keep up in trying to make sure that you, uh, you, you tend to try and understand more what is your partner leaning towards at any given point in time? Because, you know, Pat, I used to be involved in, in, in couples counseling. And what, I, what made me to stop was the fact that whenever couples come to you to try and have a conversation, to try and mend the relationship, uh, because most of the time people never come as a way of saying, we are still in a good relationship, how do we make it grow? The, the, the one thing that would be of concern would be, when I met this person, they used to be like this, now they have changed. And so people are, get stuck in what was. And yet we expect people to change and grow and understand things more. Because, Pat, the reason why we even have this show is that we want to see change. And so we need to then welcome change. After you've welcomed it, but you need to know where things have changed. So this is where all these things come in. How do I start with a new bay? How do I start asking the relevant questions from the dirty to the flirty and uh, the sexy? Okay. You see, for instance, what, how we, it, it, this easily gets introduced is the fact that you can just say, okay, let's have a game. There's even cards, there's different types of games that you could play that could lead you to asking these questions. But let's not be fooled. They could end well and they could end badly. So when we are going to get into such games, you need to be ready for certain truths. Because what we are trying to achieve here is we want to find out about the person, how they function, how they think, what they have been through. But also the person that is answering might give you all the truths that might hurt. But are you matured enough? Maybe if you are playing with a pack of cards, you could choose certain questions. Maybe let's say there's a question that says, how many men have you slept with? Is you that, could say, maybe I'm not ready to answer certain questions Bible, if you are playing cards. Doctor, wait, wait, wait a minute. So these games would ask you, how many partners have you had? Is that a, a relevant question even? Would that steam up my sex life, knowing how many partners my partner is, had gone through? That's why I'm saying that you need to be very careful how far you want to push <gasps> the question. Mm, so what yeah. you then need to do, the first thing, is you have to develop your own questions. Or if you've got questions that you are working on, because what you're going to be utilizing is questions to say, uh, now I'm not ready for this kind of question, let's not go there. Maybe if you are working on a pack of questions, let's say they are in the form of cards, you say, let's remove these ones that might lead to certain problems. Let's lead to certain questions. Or you can develop questions, because remember, it's a game. And so once you've developed those questions, let's say for roughly you develop about 20 questions, 
And so they'll be flatty to the real understanding of what a person would be interested in or what has happened in their history or in their part of the game, if you are interested in that. To say, okay, now these are the questions. Do you think the questions are fair? Because the question might be a one-way or they could be a two-way, depending on what kind of rules that you're going to develop. So you then develop the rules to say, maybe you're going to ask the question from number one to whatever number, or you have going to skip about two or three questions. Maybe you could start with the first question saying, whoever that has done, whatever, or if you have um, um, missed something, or you can play with the, with, with the dice, if you are the one that has set the six, so you start with the question. Then you start with the number, wherever the number that you have chosen. And then you can say, okay, we are going to jump three questions, and then you're going to fourth number, something like that. But it want, you want to make it a game, and you don't want it to feel personal, to the person that you are going straight to certain questions, then you can agree. But honesty becomes very important in how you answer. Because you need to remember that you are trying, it's a fact-finding mission, but at the same time that is developing. So you do not want at some point, if you have been honest, that this thing comes back and bites you. And at the same time, you do not want to be dishonest during the game, and then at a certain point, a certain truth comes out. All right, so... Here I am. I've just met a new guy. Last week, you and I, Doctor, we were talking about group sex, threesomes, foursomes, uh, sex parties, nude parties. Uh, there were many terminologies. And let's say that's a lifestyle I'm into. And I meet a new guy and I, I sort of like want to gauge if this new guy is into what I'm into. Do I straight up just say, hey, are you into group sex? Or do I say, have you had group sex? Or do I just come out and blurt out and say, I'm into group sex. What do you think about that? Now, remember, this will be part of the questioning. So you would have developed the questions together or you would have agreed to say maybe one person must develop the questions. And then you would have agreed that these are the kind of questions that you'd be playing the game on. So if one of those questions is there, the one person, you can either do it a two-way that you've asked, a card has come out, have you ever been part of a group sex? If it comes to the one party and they say yes or no, and it comes to the other party and they say yes or no, if you have agreed on the one question being asked on both sides, you can also agree that to say, do you allow follow-up questions? And if so, how many do you allow? You can simply say no follow-up questions. But because if you do not have follow-up questions, you need to remember that this now opens up a space where you can start talking about certain things that you would have naturally forgotten or at a certain time you thought there were not time yet. So you could say whatever that was raised there that we still would like to discuss further, we will jot it down and at a certain time we will discuss it. Or even during the game. But what also helps is the fact that the game must also have certain things that you bring in. Let's say, for instance, if you lost a question or if you said no five times, then maybe we need to get into a certain position that we have never done before. So it must come as a way of fun, not as a way of just scrutinizing a person so that they feel like they are naked, because that's not the aim. You want to find out, but at the same time, it should feel like a game. So if you are together, we could say, okay, uh, if you lose on the table, in your bed, and this is the position that we do. Or if you lose and we are not together, you are supposed to take a photo and send a photo. Stuff like that, where it should be fun. So it is fact-finding that is used with lots of fun. 
You know, when you talk about games, last week one of the A-team members uh, sent us an, a message via WhatsApp saying that he got into group six uh, via uh, them playing Spin the Bottle. It was a group of six uh, ladies and six gentlemen, and if I'm not mistaken, and they got mm-hmm. playing the game and via that. That's how they got into having group sex. So perhaps this game playing uh, could lead to much fun if you are doing it with the right sort of people. I've got a question here for you, doctor. From Anonymous. Anonymous says, is masturbation devilish? Closing doors of someone's success. The reason I ask this is because I'm single and I masturbate, but trying by all means to stop it. But I hear doctor says there's nothing wrong with it. Okay, thank you very much, uh, Pat. This is, this is one of the most beautiful spaces where we get to hear ex- exactly what uh, our listeners are thinking. And that clearly what we are doing also is having an impact in their lives, that they get to think about what you say. It is very unfortunate that sex, in all its nature, up to a level in certain spaces, it has been demonized. Even the entire sex. And even from a cultural point of view, this was not really to demonize it up to a point, but it was a way of making sure that you do not do certain things at a certain against it. And we respect that. But we at the same there, time... Doctor, so I need you to recap the, part, the last uh, two sentences, please. Okay, let me just go back and repeat myself. I am saying, Ted... We need to be very careful when we bring up this conversation because there are certain religious beliefs and cultural beliefs that still believe otherwise. But what we try and promote is the education on why things are brought up into, into, into the spaces. Like, for instance, the reason why masturbation would be allowed is because it plays a medical space and it plays in the, in, in the space of trying to know yourself as an individual. Because how are you going to know yourself if you have never touched yourself? How are you going to know yourself if you do not know how you smell and taste like, and yet you expect people to be able to know and understand what happens in your body? How are you going to transform yourself if you do not know what the food that you eat, what changes does it bring to your body, and even the, the products that come out of your body? Because the truth is that what we eat is what is going to happen in your body. So you need to be close to the body and understand what will that impact be. So yes, masturbation is healthy in that it will assist you in knowing and understanding how your body functions. Secondly, if you have been in a sexual relationship before, it becomes very difficult for you not to be sexual in nature. Thirdly, it will assist you to know and understand how your sexual energy assists you as an individual. Because, Pat, sex energy plays a very big part and a very pivotal role in somebody's life. So if you do not play with yourself, it's things that you will never understand. Because every time when you want to play with somebody else, you should introduce them to your body. Yes, you, they will assist you as part of effect finding what else your body can do. But it, it's your primary role to understand that gift, which is your body, a place where you stay, and then be able to introduce it to the next person. Also, if you do not want to have been in a relationship before, you have experienced sex, and you want to continuously experience your sexual energy, part of it is that you have to learn to touch yourself. Mm. 
And the spiritual element, is there any spiritual uh, effects or psychological effects of constantly masturbating? You know what, Pat, in each and everything, especially if you say constantly masturbating, you need to be, make sure that in each and everything that you do, you do not get to a space where you feel like you are doing it more than you're supposed to do or you're getting addicted. It will definitely affect yourself emotionally, physically, and even spiritually. And it will even have an effect within your partner. Because there are people that say, I have been masturbating for years. I'm not even interested in anybody touching me. That's one. You become jealous of your own body. Secondly, I feel like people are not touching me the right way. Because now you've got into a space where you have monopolized your energy. You feel you're the only one who can do yourself well. And so you do not want to give in to other people because they don't want to do it the right way. So it's very important that you need to make sure that you are within limits that would still not give you to be a form of a disease or some kind of a pathological space where now you feel like I am addicted. So it's very important that look at yourself, look at the signs of addiction. Are you now, instead of rushing to work, thinking like now the show is about to start, that you think, my orgasm is very important, I need to quickly get to the car or I need to quickly go to get into the bathroom and sort myself out. As long as it has not impacted on your normal life and that when you have a partner, you are able to still practice your masturbation and you still are looking forward to experiencing your partner. So yes, even at a physical level and a spiritual level, because part of you having your partner, as much as you always just think it is physical, emotional and mental, clearly research has shown that that an orgasm is a space where you are at peace with all your beings, and this includes your spiritual being. So it means somehow you do get to have a touch of it. That's why in certain uh, explanations they will even say, when you are having an orgasm, it's like you are in a mini heaven. Because honestly, during that time of an orgasm, Pat, if you can try, it's just that it's so overwhelming. The level of peace that you have is beyond human comprehension. Yes, there will be all these reactions in the body, but there will be that peaceful space that you'd like to hold on to for a longish time, but that you can't, because also you want to experience everything else all at once. But yes, an orgasm research has shown that it is spiritual also in nature. That's why I would sometimes ask that, have you prayed yourself into an orgasm, or have you orgasmed yourself into a prayer? Mm. All right, praying yourself into a, on, an, to an orgasm or uh, orgasming yourself orgasming into yourself a prayer. Into prayer. I, whichever way. So it seems there is an interlink between the spiritual and the physical. So say now you are meeting a new partner or you and your partner have never tried anal sex, something we spoke about here on the show, and you now want to ask your partner about anal sex. How do you put it across? How do you say to a partner... Um, I mean, I'd like to try it from the back. Okay. How do you introduce something that is different? Because you'll never know. Maybe your partner also has been looking forward to it. Part of it is that you sit down and say, you know what? I believe in exploring myself as a body. Because pets, when we bring in anything new into a space, any space, it's better if you direct it towards yourself before you direct it towards the next person. To say, have you ever experienced? I am in the space where I'd like to explore and expand 
my sexual journey. And I have been thinking, thinking about what else, so that we don't get bored. I think we should stop looking at what else can we bring into the space. There is one thing that I have thought of. I thought, you know what, I have, we've been kissing nicely. I'm enjoying how you kiss. We kiss and enjoy each other. We have done oral sex. I just think, you know what, what is wrong with us exploring the entire body? It's easy pet when you're going to say, let's start by you exploring my body. Rather than when you're saying to your partner, let's say you're in a heterogeneous relationship, you're saying, you know what, I'm, I'm willing to buy toys and let's see whether we can try it with you. It's better when you say, I am willing. I was even thinking we could get, this is the kind of a lubricant we could get. Uh, I'm even going to go and buy something for cleaning because cleaning, I know, is one of the things that could be very pertinent when it comes to uh, anal sex. I don't want us to get any form of an infection. I will make sure that we get enough uh, um, um, uh, condoms so that when we exchange between the areas we are going to be using from oral sex to anal sex and vaginal sex, that we have enough condoms. So have it nice and clean and clear, mainly directed towards yourself first. And let's see how it tastes. But be kind. These are the, some of the conversations that when you bring up, be kind towards yourself as well. And you can even say to your partner, I do not know what you think of me, but please do not judge me. The only thing is I would like to explore with you, that I'd like to grow in you and me understanding how my body functions. If we do like it, because also, pet, it doesn't mean, especially if it's your first experience, you might not like it also and decide, you know what, I, no, we've tried but it doesn't work. But be in that space where you continuously want to introduce things and try it. Because at the end of the day, like we have said, sex is a journey. And if you do not take care of it, like anything else, it will die a natural death. So from the beginning, be somebody that is interested in innovation and creating a space where you can grow and understand what else is out there. Mm-hmm. All right, so ask the right questions. Let's go to a voice note here before I go to the A-team's messages. Good evening. My name is Leon and I'm from Hot Bay, Cape Town. Quite an interesting subject and or discussion. But what I want to know, does abuse physically, mentally, have an, an impact or an effect on your sexual relationship when you must older? Very, very important question, this. Very important question, but also I think these are some of the conversations that we should be having at this time, especially with what has happened in South Africa in the previous week. Unfortunately, yes, abuse will definitely have an effect with you. You know, the biggest the biggest um, uh, organ that you need for you to have sex and be able to enjoy sex is the brain. So what happens in the brain will determine what is going to happen in your body at an emotional level. So if your brain is not in the right space because you have been abused, even if it's abuse that has happened earlier in your life or years earlier, it will definitely have an effect. Yes, there are people that are able to have sexual healing as an individual without any intervention from somebody. But what I always abuse, because I've advised that abuse is something that is entrenched. Abuse is one of the most beautiful people in that. 
they are able to start with you and grow with you. And so this thing is entrenched in your brain. It's not something that you can just wake up and say today, I'm not going to feel up you. So it stays with you almost forever. So it's always very important if you've gone through any form of abuse that you see a professional to get assisted. Even if it's on a continuous basis, when it happens in the relationship, it destroys the fabric of the sexual relationship. Because one, you do not feel appreciated. Two, you feel like you are with somebody who is using you like a pawn. That whenever they want something from you, they force you into spaces. And thirdly, abuse also has usually takes a turn where somebody feels blackmailed. So it has so many facets that will be playing in your head at any given point in time. That the same head you would like to transform and talk and, and talk to it about sex and sexual energy. You can't because now it is caught up in all these things. Mm. And abusers teaches you that you are worthless. Mm. And so once you feel worthless, you can never be effective. So, so uh, yes, it has a very big effect. And it's one that sometimes, most of the time, please make sure you get uh, somebody to assist you through that journey to get out of that space. And then you can freely go back to your sexual journey. A teamer here on SMS, uh, Dave uh, FT in uh, at uh, Bay. Dave says, "Hi Patricia, another good Firvaram show as your honorary book and film advisor. Here is a book I can recommend to you, Lady Chatterley's Lover. This is also not for persons under the age of eighteen." Says, "Oh, I also look <laughs> forward to eleven o five p.m." And that's from Dave. And then going here to A-teamers on WhatsApp, I see here, Patricia, masturbation is not a substitute for sex. It's wrong. It is wrong if it kills motivation to sleep with actual women. And then the next one says... No, 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 no. Masturbation is not healthy, especially for men. Please... Don't do that. Masturbation can cause damage, soft tissues or erectile tissues, and this will lead to weak erection, which is a ter- which in turn will lead to premature ejaculation. This is true. Most of men experience such problems and they don't. And this is an according to world statistics. Stop doing masturbation, please. Doctor. Are there such <laughs> of statistics? Course, masturbation. Masturbation is not to replace sex. There is nothing in the sexual space that replaces another. For instance, masturbation and use of toys, because they form part of masturbation, is not to replace your sex partner. You need to remember that pet, your toy is not going to talk to you, and your toy is not going to hug you, especially if you're having a small toy. But with the transformation and evolution, now you are seeing beautiful dolls, that can hold you and that can start having a bit of conversation with you. But still, it is not a human being. A human being will always have a standing place in a sexual space. But now, what happens? Let's say, for instance, you are having a partner that stays in Cape Town and you are joining there and you want to play with each other. Right now, we are in lockdown. Part of it that you need to play. You can even have a mutual masturbation where your partner is masturbating on the other side and you are on this side. But of course, the, there was one person who was saying it can even destroy a, 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 your penis and be painful. Remember, you are applying friction. 
And because you always have a natural lubricant in cases where you're not practicing safer sex, and in cases of safer sex, you are utilizing a lubricant. So for you to protect you from damaging or bruising your skin, it's still advisable that you need to make sure that you've got some form of a lubricant. And other people will even tell you to say, you know what, I don't want to feel myself or see myself touching the ejaculation that comes at that time. You could even still be wearing a condom. But we are not replacing anything. But, but now, on the statistics now... It doesn't now, remove you. Yes. On the statistics, is there such a thing? Is it founded? Yes, on the statistics, of course, like any other thing, there will be statisticians, that uh, the research that would prove that, you know what, those men that are having lots of masturbation, they end up not being interested in women. Which is why we, I said even earlier, it becomes very important that you need to make sure that you do not get to a point where you are addicted, that it removes you from anything else. Mm. But now that's part of, 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 of a pathology or a disease that you need to make sure you don't, you don't get there. It's the same thing that could happen even if you have a partner. Automatically when you get addicted to anything, then you know that you, are, you need to seek help. But from a point of that now it makes you to have irritative dysfunction, I have not seen any research that shows that people that have got, uh, that are practicing masturbation have erectile dysfunction. But what could happen is the fact that, remember, when you are on your own, you have all your energy towards yourself. When you are with somebody else, there's other factors that come into play. There is stage fright. There is the fact that there's other things that could have happened in the relationship that will have an effect on the erection itself. So there is a lot of other uh, factors that play because sex is not as easy as like it's one plus one equals two. There's a lot of other things. The person could have been through abuse that you've talked about certain things with the person before. Of course, that will have an effect on the erection. And not only the erection pet, because it's easy for us to talk about an erection because it's something that stay you see and touch. But it could also be having a problem, a, 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 a problem with a female. But because you cannot see and touch, you will not realize what is happening. But you will see that there are times when your partner gets more drier than certain times. Because that will also have an effect. That's why also us as females, you need to stay close to your body and realize when is it that I become more wet, when is it that I become dry. Because there's other factors that will have an effect. When is it that I'm interested in sex? When is it that I'm not interested? And because it's easy to just say, no, I have a headache or I have this, instead of trying to deal with the problem. And because us, you do not need to have anything that is tangible for you to have sex. You could easily, if it's dry, you could easily just apply a lubricant and everybody thinks everything is, is fine and is above board. And yet not. So all these psychological factors will have an effect. And also there are women that say, I have been masturbating half of my journey, my sexual journey, and I have been enjoying it. And now I struggle to give it to a partner. So you need to make sure that you never get to a point where you feel like it has taken over your life and you've lost interest in people or in having a partner. Let's let's listen to this A-teamer. Now, this, this A-teamer, I love them so much. Uh, on WhatsApp. <laughs> Let me remind you the WhatsApp number. The WhatsApp number is uh, 0614-104-107. You can send your WhatsApp anonymously. You can send voice notes as well. We are talking to Dr. Baba Alofunda Kaposa, who's also known as Antu. She's a goddess and the founder and the CEO of Western Breeze and one of the owners of 
Afro Love Expo. We are talking about the right questions to ask your partner and how to introduce new things to your partner sexually. So, not suitable for anyone under the age of 18, but definitely if the doors are are shut and the closet is open, mm, baby, we can talk all (laughs) night. So, this 18-man WhatsApp says, another thing is getting a guy who is not that gifted inverted commas, mm. small penis. And he doesn't want to explore other ways of satisfying his partner. Lack of good sex is really depressing and most men don't want to talk about it. Yo. Mm. And this lady puts a sad face. Now, girls, is, is this your reality? I, I'd, I'd like to hear from my fellow ladies. Is this a reality that men don't want to talk about the issues around sex? In a pet, unfortunately... This is one of the spaces that we keep on exploring. And with the trust that shows like yours, open up these conversations. Because you can just simply say to your partner, let's wake up and listen, or let's catch up with the, with the podcast the following day, so that we can start opening up these conversations. These are the most difficult conversations. You know, except for money in a relationship, uh, in permanent relationships, sex becomes one of the most difficult questions to bring up and talk about. Let's talk about somebody who is not gifted. It is very sad, Pat, that we have put in the size of a penis in the center of a sex and sexual intercourse. And it is not fair. Because for somebody else who is now having, feel like they are on the smaller side, they are going to struggle. But the truth is, about 70 to 80% of men, they have what is referred to as average or a normal penis. Then you have those that maybe might just be above or those that have got very small penises. The ones that would be having very small penises, this will be picked up at an early age. And then clearly there, there might be other issues that need to be taken into consideration, some form of treatment and some form of even emotional treatment. And sometimes they could even be opted for uh, enlargement of penises. All right, but so majority doctor, of the doctor, time, wait, they wait, fall wait, wait. towards... Doctor, so there's size one and then the size two and then the size three. Is that what you're trying to tell us? Yes, there is what is referred to. Like I'm saying, majority of the men, they fall under what is called average or normal penis. Size one. Let's say (laughs) in the middle. Let's say in between. And there are those that would naturally have very big penises. Size five. And there are those that might be having very small penises naturally, and it could be due to other conditions also. But this mainly somebody that is born like that. So this is not something that comes with time, that at a certain point in time, your penis might shrink. Mm. But of course, with your lifestyle, what matters is that how do you then live your lifestyle and how would it affect how your penis functions? Mm. But it has been unfortunate that we have been centering ourselves towards the size of the penis. And I remember in our, one of our conversations, I've said to you, Pat, now the conversation has changed. It's no longer about the size of the penis. Yes, it matters to certain people that would say, no, I'm not interested in a big penis. No, I'm not interested in a small penis. No, I am just wanting average. No, I don't mind any form of a size of a penis. Because at the end of the day, a relationship goes beyond just sex. Yes, sex is very central. I don't want to, 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 to water down the fact that there are people that would say, if the sex in a relationship is not good, I am not interested. But it is a journey that you go together. The conversation has moved towards how, 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 what is the strength of your vaginal muscle or what is the strength of your anal muscle? 
So it's no longer that precise. Because if you've got a very strong vaginal muscle, it doesn't matter the size of the penis that he's being inserted, especially if you move towards the smaller size and even average. Because your vaginal muscle, how it creeps on into that penis, will determine also for yourself how much fun or how much pleasure you are going to derive from there. Do positions also so count let's not here? just look on the one side. Do positions also count when it comes to uh, yes, penis? And vis- Do positions also count when it comes to penis size? Yes. So you can be innovative. There is so much that you can do around the size to say how else do we get more pleasure out of what we have that might not look like it's ideal enough. And there are people, Pat, because remember, you, if you have seen a flaccid penis, you do not know what you are dealing with. Not yet. Until that penis has had an erection. Sometimes you could meet somebody that would have a big penis but does not have a very strong erection. You could have somebody with a slightly smallish penis but that has got a very strong erection that it gets so strong that it's able to get to all the places where you want it to go. And Pat, remember we had said the vaginal tube itself does not have a lot of filling. It, it, the nerve endings, there's very few nerve endings, but the specific areas that are hot spots within the vulva, which is outside, where your clitoris will be sitting and your lips. And also, if you are able to locate your G-spot, which is about only two phalanges from the entrance of your, of your, your vaginal muscle on the roof. So if you are able to reach those areas, and Pat, research has shown that there's very few women that has achieved a uterine um, orgasm. Now, the uterus is at the end or at the back of the vaginal muscle. So if you are able, if you've got a penis that is able to reach there, and also if you are able to get good positions that allow the penis to trust to that level, then you'll be able to reach the uterine um, 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 orgasm. But also positions and you taking over. You can take over and allow positions that will make you to be sitting on top that you are able to direct exactly where you want the penis, the areas where you want it to touch, through the strength of also of your muscle and also through the positioning. But if you are able to contract your muscle different walls at different times, then it's easy for you to even allow the trusting to go to the area where you want it to go. And if you want to have the as the person pulls out, also you can track that muscle at a certain time. So it's how you utilize your muscle. And so let's try and get into the Art is the most beautiful art that will make your partner and it will even give you even bigger orgasms also. So the question here is when is the right time to ask for sex when you started a new relationship? <laughs> That's a very good question. And I'd like to ask our, 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 our listeners to respond to this one. When was their first time? There is nothing like an ideal time. But today is the right day and tomorrow is the following is the, is the right day. But you can agree. But people will tell you sometimes in the beginning of the relationship, you feel like, you know, there's butterflies in your step and you want to do things and you want to do them right now. The only thing that I always warn about to say, if you are going to be going into it, it doesn't matter the day, whether it's your first date or it's about 10 dates, but it does help to have an understanding so that you do not jeopardize the relationship. Because there are people that would say, if you want to do it on the first day, maybe I slack. Maybe there's nothing like that. Maybe you are just somebody 
who is very close to their sexual journey. And if you look at somebody that you, 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 you like and you, are, and you are trusting, you feel like you can easily get into each other's faces and even each, each other's space. And there's nothing wrong with that. But what is very important is that you need to have some form of an agreement. It must not just be an ad hoc thing that happens without a form of a plan. Talk about it. Agree that, yes, this is what we want to do. Because what you don't want also is somebody feeling like, but you forced me into this. At least try and talk about it. And secondly, because it will be sometimes the first few weeks or first few months, and you would not have talked about testing and other things that you'd like to bring into the conversation, please make sure that at any point in time when you don't trust yourself and when you think you are going to bring up the conversation, make sure that you've got protections. Always bring those condoms. Women also, I know it's very difficult that with female condoms, because you have to wait at least hours before. You do not want to go into that date now wearing a condom when you do not know how the conversation about the sexual intercourse will take place. So at least keep the male condom. You can then agree going forward to say, we will try and use both sides, but I will be wearing one co- a condom on a certain day or whatever way you agree is going to happen. Have that conversation, bring protection, any time is tea time, as long as two consenting adults are in, 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 in a space and they are agreed. Hi, Patricia and SFM. How are you? My name is David Abdu from Rosedenville. I masturbation. I no, 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 no. That's not the way to go. You know, masturbation, it seems like killing. So I, it doesn't sit well with me. I hate it. And you know what, to tell you the truth, since I was born until I'm by this stage, I never do masturbation and I don't wish to do it. Masturbation is just same like a killing. Thank you. Bye. Good evening, everyone. This is Babalo. Please tell me which positions that leads to uh, that leads a guy to to to, a, to an A spot to to the cul-de-sac. Which position leads there? Can I help a man reach there? Actually. Uh, good evening. Uh, great show indeed. Um, I like how your guest is unpacking everything. I'll quickly like to touch base on some few things that you highlighted with your guest. Uh, the first is about the small pennies. Um, something people don't understand. Um, it doesn't mean if you got a small penis or a large penis, your partner will enjoy sex. You can still go have a small penis or a medium-sized penis. Um, they can still enjoy sex a lot. It depends on how you use your penis. I believe that your guest will agree with me on that one. And then uh, the second thing is about... Um, masturbating um i also believe strongly that um masturbating should be done um in a cautious way because if it's done in a reckless way it can make one to lose interest in sex you know or feel like you don't need your partner close by um that's how i feel and then the the last thing um i also believe that uh, if you are having problems with your partner you know, it can really affect on your performance. Um, myself, I've personally experienced that, um, whereby um, my partner 
just turns me off like you know because of the behavior attitude you know those things they really matter in terms of sex like if you must feel your person you must feel your partner it's it's not about we are just having sex today it's more about your daily interactions your daily connection that's one thing that people don't understand thank you Dr. Babala, let's answer the question and not so much the statements, but the question based on which position could help a man reach the cul-de-sac. Okay. Any position is ideal, Pat. Any and every position. But the ones that will make it very easy for you to be able to reach, in this case, we are talking about the G-spot. Remember that the the clit is sitting on top. So you don't need anything. You just need your fingers. You just need your your tongue to be able to reach. And research has shown that majority of women, about 80%, more than 80% women, will reach their orgasm because the clitoris is getting attention. So you could just be using your fingers or you could be using your tongue and getting that orgasm. But in case where you are now looking for the G-spot, the, the doggy style or the dog position where the partner comes from behind, it makes it very easy for the partner to be able to reach. But remember, this is a conversation that you should have with your partner. Some of the positions where your partner is sitting on top and they are able to direct the penis exactly or any toy or anything that you use to that G-spot, also that helps a lot. But the doggy style is one of the positions and positions where the partner is lying and relaxing. Because there's other things. It's not just the position. You know, sex is one of the most beautiful and the most dynamic things. But one thing that becomes very important is communication. Pet, do people talk during sex or they only want to talk about it later or sometimes they don't even want to talk about because you need to direct yourself there are partners that would want it will easily reach the organism if they are not offering anything but they are just allowing themselves to receive and they want a quiet place where there's not even any form of movement except the movement that you are doing at that time so there's a lot of factors and those factors you will only get to know of when you are communicating with your partner so here I hear, hi Patricia, there's nothing more pleasing than a woman who knows what she wants in bed and is not afraid to let you know. Constant communication <laughs> during sex is such a turn on. Tell me how you want it, baby. Ha! That's what the men want. And then someone oh, else yeah. here says, <laughs> someone says here, um, being single during lockdown is not easy, but thanks to the doctor, mm-hmm. I've rediscovered my sexuality, having a prostrate orgasm during masturbation is amazing i've been fairly successful in taking your advice of an orgasm a day and it is so relaxing thanks for such great advice doctor oh thank you so much there's a question for you here Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. before you remember this is about the listeners not you and i (laughs) so let's give let's give them our time with all their questions and then you and i will sum up at the end so the question says uh please ask the doctor whenever i masturbate i always tell myself that i'm doing it for the last time is this normal i i I sense guilt here I'm always doing it for the last time. As long as you are alive and you might not be having a partner and you have a sexual edge. And by the way, Pat, a sexual edge is natural. Even for women, I always say to women, do you wake up and listen to your body? Except for just waking up and thinking my bladder is full and you go and pee. Have you ever listened to your body and what it tells you? Because for men, it's very easy. Men, every day they have morning wood. And as long as you have that morning wood, that edge is going to come back. The edge might not be wanting to masturbate. The edge might, might, might want to release. 
And perhaps one day, I, I think it would be nice that we try and get a, 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 a urologist to come and talk to us about what happens to your body when you do not release that stem. I do agree there are people that are against masturbation and, and also glad to learn that there are those that have decided to take it as part of their lifestyle. Because the body pet, the male body, produces new stem every 60 days. So it means there has to be a natural way in which this is released for the body, for the body to be able to make new ones. And part of it is that the body would naturally wake up every morning and want to release. That's why it, it has an erection. Mm. And so what do you then do when you wake up every day and you have this erection and you decide that you are not a practitioner, but you do not have a female person to have to go into the dance with? And secondly, another question that I'd like to ask our listeners a sexual journey is an individual journey like any other journey, but yes, you walk it in unison with others. Do you want your sexual journey hanging on a person that is not you? Or would you rather take it upon yourself to say, if I do not have anybody, when my body wants to release, I am taking responsibility for it. But I do not want to change people's views, but it seems that we have to continuously think of to say, it is also healthy to ejaculate. Because you do not want, it's like eating food, pet, and not passing stool every day. When naturally the body would want to pass the stool. So what then happens to this stem that now the body needs to break down to make space to make new stem? Mm. So that's one thing that we need to keep at the back of our minds. Peter is saying, I want to make a video of my wife and I having sex. My wife thinks it's pornography. Is this true? How can I persuade her to do this? Okay. That's a very nice question. And I'm sure they are not the only couples that would like to do this. And some of the couples are not even are even afraid to bring up this question. This is a very tricky space of creating a video. But I guess if you are wife or you are almost in a, a wife and husband or you are almost in a permanent uh, relationship, the risk is very low. Because what people get scared of is that one day now this video will be out in the open. And how do I deal with that? That's one thing about videos. But will these videos assist you? And with, are they deemed pornography? Unfortunately, the word that we use for any video that is sexual in nature, it falls under pornography. But maybe have we demonized the word pornography so that it feels like it's something that should not be done? Maybe it's a question that you need to think of. But when you have these videos that belong to you and your partner, they could assist you to sit down and sometimes look at it and say, how do we improve? How has this been? What has happened? What is it that we'd like to do next? And also, if you are in a long-distance relationship, you could be utilizing those because there are people that say, I would like to look at a video if I want to masturbate. And so if you then have your own video, it's easy to go and look at your own video. But yes, it's something that your partner needs to agree on. It is very difficult to try and, 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 and say to somebody, no, on a, on a radio, no, you can just go and do this thing. It's something your partner needs to feel very safe on. And at the same time, they need to understand what value is it going to add. That you are not just doing a video for the sake of a video. What is it that you are going to be utilizing for going forward? 
Yo, we need to close off, but this one I need to read. And it's from a, uh, it's from a female, uh, a Tima. She says, my body is telling me a different story since I turned 40. I swear I get so horny. Sometimes I feel like crying. I am single. I feel like having a penis always inside, deep inside. I sometimes masturbate more than five times a day just so that I can come. This is new. I never was like this before. Does age play a factor? Of course. Research has shown that women from the ages of 35 onwards or late 30s onwards, they are on fire. Their body starts wanting to have a lot of attention and wanting to release a lot of sexual energy. So yes, she is at that time of the of 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 of, of, of their life, and it sometimes would last until somebody gets into menopause. Sometimes even beyond. So at this time, it's very important for her to take care of this journey that she doesn't allow it just to die, because you know the freedom that you get when you get your own sexual freedom and you are able to give yourself your own orgasms. The reason why maybe, if I'm listening well to what the listener is saying, say, that she sometimes has to do it five times so that she can get an orgasm. So she will need to learn the art of just making sure that the first time when she does it, she's able to get an orgasm. Because what we don't want her to do also is to continuously do this thing without a result and she's then feeling disheartened. And no, unfortunately, no, no, no. Oh, yes, I think, doctor, you didn't get it right. She wants mm-hmm. to come five times a day. So she comes each time she has an orgasm. That's what she says. Oh, then that's even a more beautiful journey. At that age, that's exactly what is happening in your life. And that's what it is. Expected. Oh, Father, my hands are above my head. My hands are above my head. Let me not reach 40. <laughs> 40 is the most beautiful time, Pat. Because I... if you look at the, at the benefits of an orgasm, and if you had five of those in a day, you'll be the most happiest person. You know, that's why I always, it always takes me back to the advert of, you got it all this morning. You oh. got it all today. I think it was all brand flakes or something, but there was a breakfast thing. And I tell you, Pat, if you start looking at people in the morning and who is grumpy, you know who got it all and you know who didn't. And whether it came from Africa or whether it came from your partner, it is still an orgasm and you will have all the benefits. Let me close off with Anonymous saying, I, what is it that I can talk about during sex to make it more interesting for my lady? And uh, he also just thanks us and says, thank you so very much for the 11 o'clock show. This is something that we as young men don't get taught about. Thank you very much. So what are the interesting things that we talk about during sex to keep ladies interested? You talk about, you talk about sex itself. Because you don't want to be talking about a soccer game. You don't want to be talking about golf. You don't want to be talking about rugby and the weather. Do you even have to talk? talk like, about what you do. do you even have to talk? Is it yes. not about just finding out, are you happy? Do you like it this way? Do we have to have a conversation to say, hey, baby? Or like, how does it go, doctor, man? Help the young blood. It, 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 it can go any direction. It could be, okay, now I am here. What do you want me to do? You know, it, it's a conversation that doesn't go away from what you are doing. But at the same time, you don't want to have a dry conversation that will end up now you with a dry vagina or even a dry anus. At the same time, you want to co- it must form and homogeneous. It must form part of the journey or that session that you are at at that time. So the conversation must be about what is it that you'd like to achieve on this one? What is it that we want me to do? How do you want me to do it? Can we change positions? Are you comfortable? Okay, are you still uh, uh, feeling good about it? Should we continue? So it's conversations that are driving the journey at that time. 
to say what is it exactly that is expected of me. Because remember, you do not know what your partner wants. Mm-hmm. But there are people that say, no conversations. Because also, it doesn't mean because you wanted a conversation today, you want a conversation tomorrow. There are certain times when you want to go into dance more in a quiet manner and a spiritual manner where you just want to feel the muscles going deep and touching certain areas and you want it very quiet. So at different times, you want different things. So in that conversation, you can just easily say, today, can we pray together? Today, can we do this? Today, move faster. Today, do this. So it it, it drives what must happen at the time. So you don't want to talk anything about what is outside of this, but about what is happening currently and what is it that you can do to make sure that everybody is getting 100% pleasure or even 101% pleasure. On that note, it's five minutes after midnight. You and I have taken more than the time that has been allocated to us. Doctor, it's always such a pleasure being with you. I can't wait until next week, Thursday. Pat, I always thank you for this opportunity. It also assists me to heal in other spaces where I don't find healing because when we build, we always find our own healing. An April a day keeps the dentist away and an orgasm a day keeps the doctor away. Oh, thank you very much, Dr. Funda Babalagaboza. We'll be with her again next week, Thursday. It's time for us, the A-team, to bid each other farewell. But we are back again next week, Monday up until Thursday from 10 until midnight each day. But if you want to go back to our conversations and remind yourself how to have those orgasmic times, you can go to our podcast on www.safm.co.za or even catch me on social media platforms at Patricia N. Nduli. Don't forget to use our hashtag SAFMLNC. May goodness and grace lead you all to the great heights of success.